0: And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend.
1: Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak.
0: Welcome everyone to Trade Show University. I am your host, Jim Cermak. So excited that you are here today. Man, it has just been a crazy time out in the world, but we're going to bring some sanity back with our just an amazing guest who I've known for several years. Yeah, her name is Kelsey Lauschen, and uh, she is a coach, a counselor, and a public speaker. Back in 2002, she launched her business elder care professionals of Ohio, which is an education company for caregivers, consumers and professionals. And she has three different divisions that she runs. And she's going to be giving us some great value today on networking on work and trade shows. She's just got a wealth of information, so I'm just so pleased to invite Kelsey. Welcome to trade University. Say hello to everybody out there. Wow,
2: Jim, you make me feel so important. Thank you. <laughs> Cause you
0: are, yep. you are important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just, just really, really pleased to have you here. Um, so, it, Just so people know, I mean, you, you've got this, this great business, Elder Care Professionals of Ohio, a, a, just a wonderful community that you serve, along with, with many, many other people. But you, we're here at Trade Show University. So tell us a little bit about what your experience is with trade shows.
2: Well, in, in my industry, and it's, it's much bigger than just elder care, it's really kind of health care. Um, there are certainly lots of opportunities for trade shows. Um, there's a lot of, in, in my market, my small, little market, um, we really have a lot of senior health fairs. It's very, it's, it's a trade show, but it just has a different name to it. Yeah. And there are a lot of different vendors that serve the needs of older family, uh, you know, an older individual, the caregivers, those people who are working with people who are older. And they typically set up a booth, um, have all their tchotchke stuff out, and wait for people to walk by and take their tchotchkes. (laughs) And that's been my (laughs) experience. Now, it's interesting, when I first started my business way back in 2002, the very first division of business that I ever started was to do these senior expos myself. So we actually did our own trade shows and so we had like a traveling trade show and we would go to different senior living communities or different community centers and invite, you know, 40 or 50 vendors and then the facility or wherever was hosting the event they would do the marketing for it. So they'd bring in the seniors and they'd shuttle people there and they'd do the PR in the community, which was not always successful. And then (laughs) we would bring in our gear. And so it was a really nice way to position that business because the facility then wasn't responsible for bringing in all the vendors. We did that piece. So I learned very quickly at the very beginning of my business what works and doesn't work based on being the company that was putting the trade shows on.
0: Okay. So you, you pulled together all the different services, service vendors uh, and brought them to the facilities, brought them to the communities. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 So, so what are some of the things that you saw that uh, maybe didn't work so well and maybe you still see today?
2: (laughs) Right, you know, and, and again, in healthcare, so I'll just kind of speak to the healthcare piece and, you know, I'll just sprinkle in the elder care piece in this. So in healthcare, a lot of times your referrals come from other healthcare professionals. And I think that's relatively unique to healthcare compared to some other industries. Um, Because maybe you've got a, a regular doctor, a PCP that we all have, and that doctor identifies that maybe this person's having some memory issues. So they need to refer them over to a neurologist, who then in turn says, I don't think it's really safe for mom to continue to live at home, or if she is living at home, maybe she needs to bring in some supports. Then they refer them to a home care company. And the home care company then is in there servicing the needs of the family. And then while they're in there, they realize that mom or dad doesn't have their legal directives done and there's some questions come out, so they need an elder law attorney. So when I first discovered this business, that typically when they call you and they say, I have this one issue, there's really about 10 issues. <laughs> so you need to have an army. So within those trade shows, I recognized that very quickly that many times what was happening in the trade show wasn't with the consumers, it was with the vendors. Got and it. so the vendors would work the room. So maybe there'd be two people at a table and they'd say, Hey, you know, maybe it's Joe and Jill. And Joe says, I'm going to go out and meet all the other vendors here while Jill stays at the table in case an older person comes up to the table. So it was really that, and that is truly how this industry is. It's definitely who you know. um, And you've got to be very involved with Um, other healthcare professionals to be successful in this field of elder care.
0: Wow. And that is, you you brought up, you said that is different. And that is, it truly is different from a lot of business to business industries uh, or traditional businesses because traditional business, they're so competitive and right. they're they're more of oh, I can't can't get too close to that guy because he's going to steal my customer and whereas then, like you're saying the healthcare industry you rely on those relationships between vendors yes. to best serve yes. and that's really really cool because it's it's all about serving the client it's all about serving the customer right. whereas i think in business a lot of times we Lose sight of that. We lose sight of why are we doing this, you know. And a lot of times it comes down to, oh, we're in it for the money, (laughs) instead of. And of course, that's important. But at the end of the day, you've got to serve the customer because if you don't serve the customer well, then you will lose the customer over time.
2: Right. Right.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. A dynamic. Yeah.
2: And I would say you know what's really interesting about and each one of those service providers, some of them even have little niches. So like, like an elder law attorney, I worked in another law firm for a while. And we recognized that a number of our referrals were from other attorneys who didn't specialize in elder law. Ah, so okay. maybe they had somebody that was an estate planner and their client was getting older and they were recognizing that their needs were shifting so they would refer over. So it's interesting, like even um, like a, an assisted living wants to have relationships with nursing homes and nursing homes want to have relationships with assisted living because they will refer to one another to meet the needs. So, so again, within this big, you know, industry, essentially, you've got all these other little intricacies that are built in um, as, as vendors, right. It's just talking about kind of like the trade show aspect, um, just relationship building in this field.
0: Sure. Now, is that, or tell me uh, the genesis of uh, how you started the networking part of of your business, because that's how I got to know you. I got to know you through the the networking, uh, because you have very, very successful networking meetings that that are on a regular basis and have been doing that for years and years. It almost seems like because of how you saw these relationships between the vendors, how symbiotic they were. That almost leads itself to networking groups and things like that. So, tell us how how that happened. How what was the the epiphany for you, or how that transition right. happened?
2: Well, in my my business was there there were always three different divisions of my business, and I recognized, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier, that when I had a client, I knew that my client probably needed other needs met as well. They couldn't just get them all through me. I'm kind of like a generalist, you know, I'm like the PCP. When you go to your doctor, they're gonna do your blood work, they're gonna do your general physical, and then they're gonna refer you out. And that's much like my business strategy was me be the generalist and figure out where these people should go Mm -hmm. and who they should get their services met by. And my background in healthcare, which I've been in healthcare for I hate to say 30 years. Don't
0: so worry about it. I'm in the 30-year club, too. <laughs>
2: okay. So for, for 30 years, and I recognized that because I was working in, in mental health. And in mental health, that certainly was the issue because we were having people that were referring to us. So there really weren't that many differences between the patients. It was just a different need. It was a different issue. And I recognized very early on, just from where I came from, but I had to have a village, right? You know, that whole idea of you gotta have a village to raise a child, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when you're caregiving for somebody. You've gotta have a village that can support this person so that they can be successful in their transitions through the the remainder of their lives. And so I, I think I learned that immediately. I think right walking into this industry, I'd already worked with older adults in a, a hospital system and I recognized that in there. And then when I moved into this business, I saw and right off the bat, I, I met a handful of people that were referring to me. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And within, I would say probably within three three months of starting the business, this whole idea came about wow. and there were some other people that I was meeting with. Um, and someone else that I did a little bit of business with and we were all sitting around a table one day and we all recognized that we were supporting the same client and I thought we need to do something more formalized. And so I formalized this networking group and at first it was, it was like a freebie. Like people just came in and just had breakfast and, you know, had got to know each other. Didn't really have a schedule, you know, we didn't really have a structure, And me me being structured, I'm very structured. I was like, yeah, I need to have a structure. I need to have an agenda. I need to have a cost. I need to, if I'm spending all this time doing this and people are coming, I'm going to need to, you know, charge for this. So again, within six months, it was very formalized and it had become a membership. And from there, I mean, it just took off. And that was, you know, 18 years ago.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it just has grown. I'm sure you've seen a lot of uh, new faces over time and seen wow. a lot of growth. And I know you, yeah, yeah. you started with one group and now you have multiple groups going on each month and which is right. just amazing because it's such a great service that, uh, that you me. provide. Networking is just such, it's such a, a critical tool for any business uh, I don't care if it's large or small, but especially for the independent contractors, the, uh, like you said, the elder law attorneys, uh, the other people who have their own businesses or small businesses within the group, so incredibly important to network and, and to find those new resources, people that you could trust. So what, what have you seen as far as thinking about networking? Because networking, uh, if I think about trade shows, conferences, there's always after-hours networking events, or uh, I don't care if it's uh, sitting down at lunch. I I, I go to a lot of these really big, really big conferences, and they have a huge lunch area, of a ton of round tables of, you know, 10 chairs at them, and – you go and you grab your lunch and you're trying to find somebody to sit with <laughs> and you end up sitting yep. at a table typically with five, six, seven other people who are complete strangers and right. and everyone just doesn't know. And a lot of times people just sit down and they'll start, they'll pull out their phone and just stare at their phone. And I always right. look at it as this okay. is an opportunity for me to possibly meet somebody. I don't know who these people are. My ideal customer might be at this table, but if I don't open my exactly. mouth, I'll never find out. So, what would you say? You're right. running these running, running these networking groups, whether it's sitting at lunch or going to one of these after hours networking. Can you share some tips, some things that yeah. you've seen people do that is really like sure. best practice?
2: Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was interesting. A couple of years ago, because of the, I I don't want to call them mistakes but because of the, the bad practices, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we actually de- developed a, a whole mentoring program.
1: Oh, and it's it, because
2: it, force, it forces the connection, right? It forces the connection between the person who's been there for a long time with the new person, which, so, you know, let, let just looking at the networking piece, going back to what you just said, you know, imagine walking in this established organization like mine, okay? Mm-hmm it's intimidating, right? You, you hear good things about it because that's why you want to come. Somebody told you, you got to go to this thing. This is what I hear. All <laughs> you got to go. And what I've always wanted is to make sure that when people come in, that they feel welcome and that they have fun. That's to me, if you're going to work a lot and do these things, you better have a good time, right? Yeah. You better have fun. So when you walk in, best practices from a facilitator standpoint, because you've got lots of different people that you're talking about when you're in in a networking business, basically, Mm -hmm. is make sure people are not standing around. And if you, even if it's you and I, and we're in a networking event, and this is definitely best practice, there's people that have never come to that before. Right. And all we have to do is think back about what that was like for us—that very first time, where we're standing in there, not knowing anyone, and feeling really awkward. Get over there and meet that person, mm-hmm. and stop your constant affiliation with your buddies at the networking group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that,
0: such a bad habit!
2: Yeah, uh, drives me crazy. And my my group hears me say this all the time. It's like networking. There, there's two parts to networking. There's where you meet someone, and then there's the relationship building. Right? Where you meet someone is not where you develop the relationship. That's where you meet. It's after the event that you develop the relationship. So your job in a networking event is meet as many people as you can, and set appointments for those networking relationship building meetings afterwards. So it's like, it's kind of like that whole speed dating idea, right? Like meet as many people as possible, have, don't ever walk into a networking event without business cards. I can't even begin to tell you how many times this happens. People come in and they go, oh, I didn't bring one. I'm like, well, why did you come? Have you not been to a networking group before? <laughs> like bring a stack of networking, you know, of business cards. Because like for us, we keep a stack there. You know, we mm-hmm. carry them with us from, from place to place. But you need to be passing. If you walk out of that group and you still have a handful of cards, you didn't do your job. You need yeah. to get that card into as many people's hands as possible, and you need to make sure you get their card, or you set up an appointment with them for coffee, or a call, or, you know, a Zoom meeting like this, whatever you do. But, you know, networking is not about, hey, Joe or Jill, um, are you going to that meeting this week? And they go, yeah, and they say, save me a seat.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. You shouldn't be sitting next to people you know. You should be sitting next to brand new people, right? You,
0: Absolutely. you should
2: be going to meet new people. My meeting, there's a guarantee there's new people every single meeting. I've never had a meeting where there wasn't a new person. And that's just the, kind of the design of my business, but your job is to meet new people, not just sit with your buddies at the mm-hmm. table and get caught up on, you know, where you going on vacation with your family this summer.
0: Absolutely. And, and and yet it happens all the time. Happens yeah. all the time. And and so everyone listen to, to and <laughs> and take in what's what Kelsey is saying here. Go seek people out. So if you're at a if you're at a networking event, you're or at at, at a trade show, whether that's an after hours networking or or you know, whatever the case might be, where you're there with new people and And you have an opportunity. Even if you're going to a workshop or a seminar, breakout session, go sit next to somebody you've never met before. That might be the most important relationship you've ever made. The most important person you've ever met. You just don't know. So get away, get out of your fear. Because I know for a lot of people, myself, I am an introvert. I, a lot of people don't believe that, but I, I am truly an introvert. I am fearful of meeting new people. And many years ago, uh, I, I've just got gotten out of out of the habit, but uh, many years ago, I had lost my job. This was, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. I had lost my job and there was a sales and marketing executive meeting, huge meeting, there was gonna be a couple hundred people there. I got there early, I was like the third person in the room and I'm like, I am just gonna load up on business cards, I am gonna meet people. And then I would see someone standing by themselves, and I'd start walking over, and then someone else would walk up to them, and I would do a U-turn and go back, and "Oh, no, I can't <laughs> talk to them. They, he's talking to somebody. And so I had this the entire time, and I left there with two business cards, and it was the two people I sat next to at lunch. <laughs> one person <laughs> on either side and and I remember leaving there and just beating myself up and going Jim if you don't start meeting people your family will starve and, <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of truth to that and, right, uh, right. and and so I just kept forcing myself going you know what is the worst that's going to happen Right. What's going to happen if someone's going to say, oh, "I don't have time to talk to you," or, and that right. never happens. They, if you reach out to someone and say, "Hi, I'm." I'm new here, whatever, right? I've never met you before. Is this your first time here? Just reach out. It could be, you could meet a new friend. You can meet a new business colleague. You can meet the most important uh, customer you've ever met uh, in your life. So, so learn from me, get outside of your comfort zone. If that's something that's holding you back, don't force yourself if you're with people and they start hanging around you just say, Hey, go find someone else to sit next to get, right. meet some new people. We'll meet up after the meeting. We'll go. Right. And then we can go out after the meeting. But right. while you're there, take the opportunity, do some speed dating, meet a <laughs> lot of people, go around, right. just hand out your cards. Right. Uh, you can even have a goal of, Hey, when I'm there, exactly. I'm going to meet, I want to meet 20 that, yeah. new people. Right. And I want to hand out 20 cards and then count. And if you still, if the meeting's over, you still have one or two people left to hit your goal, uh, track down some people on their way out and just say, hey, I didn't have a chance to meet you. I just wanted to say hello. I wanted to Just do it. Just do it. Great yeah, you
2: know, and it, I, I would agree with you. It's interesting. You and I both, I'm sure everyone says that we're both introverts <laughs> and people always, you know, they're like, You gotta be kidding me, because you stand up in front of people and you talk and right. you do these things. So people get this idea. I'm a nervous wreck when I go into an event alone. And I remember yeah. last year I went, I was supposed to go, and it's this, you know, pretty well-known organization. And my girlfriend was supposed to meet me there, and she couldn't come. And she's like, Oh, you don't have to go. And I said, No, I'm gonna go. And <laughs> yes, I, it's not my territory, it's not my turf, right? Yeah. And I was so nervous, and I walked in there and I thought. I do this for a living, right? (laughs) And it was amazing to me how uncomfortable I was, but I did exactly what you said. I I set a goal and all I did, I just, there were very few men I talked to. I just purposely thought I don't want to get into an uncomfortable situation with somebody who thinks that I'm walking up to them because they're a man. Um, I'm only going to talk to women. I'm going to approach women And sure enough, I ended up like turned around and talked to these two great women. They were, we shared cards. I was like, great. I got two. And then I was like, okay, well I got to go. I got to go meet some other people and they stayed together. Uh And then I did the same thing. And then every place I'd go, I just was looking for kind of women that were doing the same thing. They were a little uncomfortable or awkward. And um, then I got to another one. I started talking to her and, it was a, it still, it was not the most ideal situation for me because it was an organization I wasn't really familiar with. But I thought, good for me that I pushed myself and I proved myself that I could do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I ended up following up with the one and she ended up wanting to do some training for me. It was crazy, like something that really was positive out of that just because I pushed that fear, you know. And I said, that's ridiculous to, to let fear you change your goals, right? Yeah. You know, if you have a goal, focus on the goal, you know, don't focus on the fear. There, there, there's an old saying, facts, not fear, right? So right. focus on the facts, don't focus on fear, focus on what just exactly what you said, what if I meet this one person, I get this great opportunity with, or maybe somebody's got, you know, they, they want a, a speaker for an event that I don't even know about. So it's always focus on that and not on the fear.
0: Just great stuff, everyone. Just listen, think about that. Especially if fear is a big deal for you, but take advantage. Uh, if you and another thing for me, the most comfortable thing. If I'm at a trade show and I'm done at the end of a, a very long day, and then someone says, "Hey, we're uh, our company is hosting this after hours party, you know, and and dinner and everything," my first inclination is. I want to go back to the room and I just want to relax and just watch a movie or something, you know, and, but take advantage of every opportunity. You are there for a reason. You're there for a reason. You or your company is investing for you to be there at, at an event. And if you miss out on the opportunities, no one will know. No one will, you'll just come back and Hey, a good show, bad show, whatever the case, whatever the case might be. But if you came back with five new contacts or 10 new contacts or set a goal for yourself, push yourself, I'm going to go to these different events. And when I sit down at lunch, I'm going to strike up conversations. Who knows? Maybe nothing will happen from that conversation at lunch. But I've been at some before where I had a struck conversation and they, we find out this is a potential customer of ours. And I say, hey, come back to our booth, we're at an aisle three over there, just come and and check out what we have to offer, and it turns into a customer. That has happened and it will happen for you too. So please make that opportunity, take, take advantage of that. So Kelsey, okay, I've got to ask you, I've got to ask a question, do you have, all these shows that you've worked, especially those that you have uh, set up and put on, do you have a a favorite or a memorable moment? I'll just say memorable moment from one of your shows.
2: (laughs) Well, I've got a couple and I've got a couple failed moments. Isn't that funny that those are the ones that I really remember?
0: Uh, That's what we remember.
2: (laughs) It's kind of crazy. So one in particular, I remember um, having very few people that showed up to it. And it was interesting because when you set up one of these events, you, you you know, you many times do have partnerships, you have relationships where somebody else is going to do this piece while you do this other piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not going well and you don't have a lot of consumers, right. You don't have a lot of people coming and visiting your table. You've got to make the best of that situation. You've got to figure out something else. That's when I would definitely start working the vendors Um, is if you're, if you know, or, or maybe even it's just a pause in consumers, right. You know, maybe you're at a, a big like home and flower show. Right. And you've got, you're just seeing kind of a lull in the audience. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately the mistake I see is that everybody pulls out a phone. Right. They check their texts and they check their emails and they don't get up one, get up, get off your butt. Don't <laughs> sit on your can all day behind the desk and just read your phone. Get up and get out there and start meeting the other vendors, because you same thing applies. You don't know if there's opportunities that exist there, and you know, for me, it's interesting. I've, I've had some of these mistakes have been made where people say, "Oh, well." It, even back to the networking piece, and you know, this happens with trade shows too, where people say, Oh, well, I shouldn't come to that networking group because it's about elder care. And maybe mm. you work in like home remodeling or something like that. Yeah. And it's not a big part of the industry, right? And I say, Okay, mm. so are you going to tell me that there's someone in the room that doesn't meet your own personal needs? So I always think about that. Every single person that I have needs, like for my house, mm-hmm. or for my daughter, or for my animals,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I have found in my networking group. Yeah, and So you've got to think outside the box with this. And same thing applies with the trade show. When you're meeting people, it you may not have any interest in their business, but you have no idea who they know. And you have no idea what they know. And it's important that you do get to know pretty much everybody because they may say, "Oh, you do that." My mom needs da 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 da. Right? Yep. Instead of focusing so much on the business that they are there representing, think of them as maybe they need you for your business or or something else. So mm-hmm. you've always got to be thinking way outside of the box on this in these relationships that you have. Right. So, so I would say, you know, some of the mistakes is people not getting up, staying on their phones. And I would also say as an employer, if you are having one of your employees work a booth, right. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure the person that is working the booth has the same goals in mind as you.
1: Uh, and, great point. And
2: that's, a, that's a big mistake that I've seen, make, right? Because they go, all right. There are some, not all, that will say, all right. I get to go work that trade show, and they go. So I'm going to sit at a table all day, and I don't have to be in the office, and I don't have to do all this hard work. And I get to meet my friend for lunch, and I'm going out for dinner with my friends, and they're not getting up off their keister and doing any work, right? And I think there's an accountability factor that goes into who are you having work the show? And I would certainly put some measurables on that. You know, if you're there every day, I want to make sure that we get 50 people signed up for that newsletter. You know, when you, if that's something that you're trying to bring back, I want to make sure that you get 10 relationships with other vendors that are there. I want to make sure that you've set twenty appointments with clients from that one day, so that you know that that person isn't just sitting there spending your dollar um, when you know you're expecting them to work. And I, I've seen that unfortunately too many times where people are not working; they're just you know, or or you walk up and there's nobody there, right? They they kind of <laughs> vacated their their booth. Yeah. So where where they go, right? <laughs> who's who's working this? So so you know, there's that's you know just some of the some of the employer side of things, right? Or the yeah. small business owner side of things. Those are the things you really got to think about: is who is it that you're hiring, and who, what who is it that you're sending today? If it's not you, because you know you're going to work it, because you're a, you're the right. business owner, right? You got yep. you got um, you know money in the game here, so you know you're going to work it. But do you really know that your employees are going to work it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I had uh, uh, talked a lot about this in uh, one of my earliest episodes about staffing your booth and uh-huh. and, may, and choosing the right people, yeah. uh, having the right uh, personalities. Not everyone has to be this outgoing, hey, how you doing? And, oh. and, but no, but you have to have a good mix and, you have to, and people just have to have goals. It's so important what you, you said. To, you're 100% right have to have goals so that they know when they're there they're there to work they're not there uh, because oh the show's in Las Vegas and hey it's vacation time yeah no no it's not it's you're there to work yes is there time do you have free time absolutely but make sure and and I've I've worked shows with people that uh, they took a little too much advantage of their free time at <laughs> night, and then the next day we show up, and they look like they just rolled out of bed right. and, and need a nap, and uh, yeah, they yeah. a little too late the night before. <laughs> it's right, like, right. Okay, know your limits, stick within them. Yeah. You know, don't. Uh, uh, but it's it's so important, like you said, you you can control you. Yeah, but you have to put the tools in place. To control your staff. So that is that goal setting, the accountability. And, and I think the accountability works both ways is uh, telling your staff what your goals are as well. So they you know, maybe keep you on your toes and then say, Hey, remember we were supposed to get 50 leads and we're only at 45. We have one hour left. Don't, you know, don't take that last hour off. You know, let's, let's work right. this thing. And, yeah. uh, and that's, but understanding why you're there. It's not a, yeah. it's not a vacation. It's not a, a, you know, time away from the office. There's yeah. These these shows are a huge investment, and we oh talk all about ROI. You know, it's a uh, it's what the, the tagline of the show is: get your PhD in ROI. Right? You gotta you gotta get that gotta get that return on your investment, and because there is so much that goes into it time, money, resources, uh, so yeah. much goes into it. So, it's just and I you know
2: what I just stuff. I gotta tell you just as being a small business owner. I mean, sometimes it's really, really important to be transparent with your employees and let them know that let them know yeah. the cause. Um, you know, I've, I've learned over the years, you know, there's, there's boundaries, right? There's boundaries in all these relationships that we have personal and professional, but there's times where you really need to be transparent and you need to let people understand um and you know and you could build in some incentives hey if you reach this then you know i can incentivize this a little bit more um but i think it is important for them to know because a lot of times they have no idea you know they're just going there they don't know what the registration costs what the table costs whatever you know the hospitality costs i mean it's bit you're right it's big business you know and we know the trade shows have really changed a lot in the last you know 20 years the, the the amount of people participating is shrinking. And so you really have to um, capitalize on those relationships when you're there, because we're seeing such a change in how people do business anymore. Um, so you really have to take advantage of the times that you're there.
0: You sure do that. And, and it, how you said times are changing and have over the last 20 years, I mean, right now, We don't know what the trade show industry is going to look like, or what trade shows are going to look like when when this all starts back up again. And I, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to look similar to what it was. But we have to work it. We have to be as efficient as possible, and and really understand our priorities and work this thing like uh, like your your business depends on it. And for us, uh, who are small business owners you don't have as much that you can just blow on a show. You know, there's big companies, they come and they have their huge budget for the year. And, and if they don't get that much out of a show, ah, eh, we'll get the next show, you know, but for those of us that are really, this is a huge investment. This is a big part of our marketing budget for the year to go to this show. And maybe we have to travel and maybe we're bringing more than one person with us. and, Right. That, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So having, having purpose and having that accountability, like you said, being transparent to, to your employees. So that they really understand the skin that's in the game right. and that, Hey, we are here. Uh, this is no joke. And if we all want to stay in, uh, employed and in business, we got to work this thing to really make it successful so that we all, all can grow together Okay. So Kelsey, you've done so many networking meetings, worked so many shows. Is there one like big nugget, big uh, juicy piece of advice <laughs> that you would give to uh, people that are, you know, you're working these shows. There's a lot of networking, a lot of meeting new people. What, what would you say? What, what would be one thing you'd like to, to leave with people?
2: So, you know, I use some strategies for all of our networking meetings because there's a lot of new people that come in. And like we said, you know, it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure people are feeling comfortable and that kind of thing. So I use this model and I believe this model um, may have been originated in BNI, which is, oh, you know, yeah. you've probably heard of that organization. And I can't remember if this is where it came from or not, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, give <laughs> the credit if, if it did, but it's called the CCM model. Okay. And, and I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you what that is first. I'm going to tell you the mistake that I see make people make. So when we're networking or we're in a, a vending situation, you may be close to someone else that's in the same niche industry, right? So maybe you're, maybe you're at a, a, a trade show and you're selling windows, right? You know, I always think of like home and flower shows and that kind of thing. Or you're doing roofing or something, you know, kind of a trade. And you're standing there talking to the customer and you say, so we're not like Joe right down there. This, we're, you know, this is what makes us different. I see that mistake made all the time in networking as well, because what you do is that you give attraction and attention to Joe. Mm -hmm. And I, so the CCM back to the CCM model, what does the CCM model say? It says clear, concise, and memorable. It's not about introducing your competitor. It's not about pushing attention to somebody else who is in relatively the same business as you, right? you don't want to think about that right what's the why do you want to introduce them to you know a potential customer right you're saying who am i right be clear who you are first of all mm-hmm. who who are you what's the name of your company what's the name of your organization and you know, when you're doing your introductions your first 20 seconds man you got to kill it. so you're like name clear and concise and something memorable That's the piece that everyone screws up on because memorable isn't that, Oh, you know, something about the business. It's like, maybe it's memorable about me. It's like, what is going to make me remember this person that I want to call them? Mm -hmm. It may have nothing to do with the business whatsoever. Or it could have something to do with the business. Maybe you say, and this month, you know, a memorable point, And this month we're offering buy one, get one, right? That's, that's a memorable feature that you could do as well. But you may say that, um, and what's memorable about me? And boy, you know, I've got 10 kids at home. What's <laughs> pretty memorable, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's something that's going to really stand out in the person's mind that they're going to say, you know, I, I, I remember this person. They're memorable to me maybe it was that you wore really colorful outfits like you know something about you that really stood out Mm -hmm. and for me that's who i end up calling and that's also for me i've noticed it's just about me those are the people i always remember their names oh yeah really interesting so when they're memorable i remember i truly remember them not just for that memorable moment i remember their name i remember the business and I meet a lot of people and there's tons of people that I still to this day can't remember their names <laughs> because they're not memorable to me. Right. So be memorable. It, you know, that's the job at networking. That's a job at trade shows is why are these people going to call you compared to calling the same person or the, the, the person that's in the same industry, right? You got to make sure that you're offering them something totally different. And it may just be your smile. It may just be your attitude. It may be that you make wonderful eye contact. It may be that you have a great handshake, but make sure that you differentiate yourself from that other person. And I think that's really, really important. That's, that's a big nugget for me.
0: That is so, so true. And it really hits home. I was just having this conversation recently uh, with somebody about that memorability factor is that when you, if you're an attendee at a show and you're going around the show and maybe there's 20 exhibitors, maybe there's 500 exhibitors, doesn't matter. When you leave and you think about who do you remember, typically it might not be, you're only gonna be able to pick out a couple number one, to to begin with. There's only gonna be a couple people, and then why why did you remember those? The main one might be I got into a really good deep conversation with somebody, and and they I feel can meet my needs. That the reason I came here. Uh, another one is because of wow they had this great promotion going on, or they they had this awesome giveaway, or uh, like you said, this person was wearing the most amazing outfit. And and I'll never forget it because I just thought it was just so unique and so fun and and the importance of body language. The other thing is, you know, if you're walking up to a booth and you see two people, one person is smiling and beaming and the other person looks like they just, you know, want to get, get out of here and go for a beer, who are you going to walk up to? you're going to walk up to that person who looks engaging looks like you want to have a conversation with not the person who look like you're about to bother them for walking up so so important to be be clear with your message and you're not going to be memorable if you're confusing if you and if you sound like everybody else you know i have uh, i had a couple of
2: oh no 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 you will be memorable for that but that's not what you want to be remembered in the
0: wrong way <laughs> But I had uh, I had on in a, another episode a couple months ago. I had on uh, two ladies who you may know, uh, Robin Sachs and uh, oh. Angie Pullman. Oh, were, yay. See? Yeah. so you know them, Wonderful. and they had they had a, a great analogy, and they 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 call it the the Tetris analogy. You know, if you have played, you know the game Tetris. Uh, You know, when the blocks come down and you fit in, and once you've got that row of all the blocks fitting in perfectly, the row disappears. So think of you at a trade show. If you fit in just like everybody else and look the same, you disappear. So so be, be memorable, stick out, be different. And yes. they remember and they're, where's their card? Where, where's their business card? I want to get back in touch with that person because they are so memorable. And I think I want to do business with them. They can meet a need of our company. So great stuff. CCM. Remember that everybody CCM clear, concise, and memorable. So let's, let's, I want to bring this around to a close and, and I want you to uh, tell us what's, what's the latest going on with your business. What would you like to promote for your, for your own business?
2: Well, you know, this past couple months has been really interesting and for all of us. So um, I, you know, what, what people usually say to me, you know, when I'm out there kind of saying, oh, let me help you, let me connect you. I mean, that's kind of what I do. And they'll say, how can I help you? And I'll say, just always remind people that Elder Care Professionals of Ohio is dedicated to education. And so we provide education in a, a corporate setting and community settings and continuing education settings, and that's where the networking comes in. So we've got you know, three different divisions of business. So when people say, how, what can I refer to you or how can I help you with your business? I say, anyone that needs education in the form of training, webinars, Zoom meetings – That's what we do. And um, we provide hundreds of training hours a year. I mean, at least 300 trainings a year. Um, We are very busy in the training market. We customize, we have some really amazing professionals that work with us that are very specialized in their areas of interest. Um, So that's That's what I really am always looking for people to understand about us, is that we truly are a a specialized education company. And it's not just in the field of aging. So that's you know, we're, we, we do education and everything. So um, in 2021, we'll have another business. Um, that's been something I've been working on is just a dedicated training business so that people don't get confused and they understand that they can come to this other training business. Um, to have all their training needs met and not get confused when they go, elder care professionals of Ohio, why should I go there? So that's really what we're, we're working on right now is just kind of segmenting that um, business into its own business. So that'll be, that'll be a nice opportunity.
0: Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, best of luck with that. And so for everyone listening, training, even right now, there are so many companies out there that are, have employees that, uh, that are sitting idle. You know they are that are sitting at home. They're working from home. They're kind of locked in. If if you happen to be listening to this way off in the future, <laughs> then this is during the whole coronavirus time, and so people are are a lot of people are working from home, and this is a great time to train your employees. Make use of that downtime to get them up to speed on any uh, continuing education credits they might need. So if you are in anywhere in the healthcare space, in the uh, senior care space, you need to reach out to Kelsey. She's got some amazing programs, programs, like you said, webinars, Zoom meetings, things like that, training that they could do today uh, for your staff. So so Kelsey, tell us how, what's the best way for people to uh, learn more and reach out to you?
2: Well, obviously our website um, is probably the easiest way. And we have a contact us page on there as well. So eldercareofohio.com, pretty easy. Um, Again, eldercareofohio.com. And if anyone's interested in writing me, they can just say Kelsey at eldercareofohio.com. And I'll spell that K-E-L-S-E-Y at eldercareofohio.com. So feel free to send me an email or look at our website we have a lot of social media that occurs every day on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn. We're very active and you can you know reach me anytime, any day, not any night, but any day. <laughs> so, I will not be answering emails at one o'clock in the morning, folks. So, um, yeah. So, and, but yeah, would be, I would love to, I would love to hear from you, even if you just want to network, you know, even if you just want to let me know what you do, because more than likely I know somebody that needs to know you. So feel and, free.
0: That is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. If, if you are in the, especially Northeast Ohio area or anywhere in Ohio, yep, just
2: anywhere in Ohio, oh, any, if you're in the state of Ohio, Ohio,
0: Ohio, then you're, then you've got to reach out to Kelsey Network with her, get to know who she is. She is a wealth of knowledge. She knows so many people throughout the, especially the elder care industry, but she knows people throughout a lot of industries. She is very well connected. And so please reach out to her, become one of her connections and and find out what can her organization do for you and your business because she is just amazing, and I can't say enough great things about her. So Kelsey, thank you so much for sharing. You gave us some great nuggets about, about networking. Uh, do, people, do that speed dating. Don't just leave with one business card. Get rid of your cards. Get a whole, whole bunch of new cards to follow up with and make those follow-ups count. Start those relationships and of course make your mem- make yourself memorable get get make that messaging your branding clear concise and memorable so thank you for all those great nuggets yes, um- and and you brought up something that is near and dear to my heart which is goal setting especially for trade shows so if anyone listening if you haven't signed up for our email address email uh, newsletter yet get to my website at trade show you.biz, that's trade show the letter u.biz scroll down the homepage sign up for our newsletter comes out once a week I add add some some great tips in there Uh, what I will do is I'm going to send you my ultimate goal setting workbook for trade shows it is jam-packed with all sorts of great exercises and things to set the right goals for your next show you got to get it and it's my gift from me to you uh, for signing up for our email list and again Kelsey thanks for joining us today and uh everybody stay healthy stay safe and we will see you next time
1: We've come to the end of this class here at Tradeshow University, but we encourage you to never stop learning. We have plenty more resources and information available on our website, TradeshowU.biz. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your PhD in ROI. You'll find all this and more at TradeshowU.biz. Until next time, class dismissed.